Iowa everywhere. Chris Williams. Chris. Chris Hassel. Two guys named Chris. Presented by Fairway Meat and Grocery. From the Channel Seed Studios, this is Iowa Everywhere. Channel Seed. Seedsmanship at work. What's going on? Happy Thursday, the 13th of April, and welcome to Two Guys Named Chris here on the Iowa Everywhere Network. Doesn't matter if you're watching us on YouTube, Twitter, Facebook, or listening on the podcast feed. Welcome to the program. Hassel, did you have like tornadoes? Oh my last night God, it was unbelievable last night. I was night. worried now, about you. We were okay in Delray. South Florida is really weird. Um, about 30 miles to the south in Fort Lauderdale, they got, and I, I haven't checked this morning, but when I went to bed around 11 o'clock, the airport, the Fort Lauderdale Airport, officially had 23 inches of rain just Jesus. since 3 o'clock in the afternoon. 23 inches of and rain. So, legit, I was actually worried about you last night because I'm well, seeing all You didn't text tweets. me. Well, I, it, there's a reason. I pulled up the Florida radar and I looked up Del Rey. Yeah. And, like, there was nothing yeah. over you. But then it looked like a giant bomb was going off in Fort Lauderdale. It would have been like, to put it in Des Moines perspective, it would have been like Bondurant, your neighborhood, getting 23 inches of rain, and let's just say Ankeny only getting two inches of rain. It's like that. That's crazy. There was just one cell, that, a supercell, that sat over Fort Lauderdale and did not move for like five hours. I saw all those like cars just sitting there flooding. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the, and, the, the airport closed down. I don't know if it's if, if it's reopened, but uh, it was closed down for many, many, many hours and people were stranded inside there. It's, it was nuts. The, the weather here has been crazy. Like I, I've been here when we've gotten tropical storms and even category one hurricanes. The weather here the last three days has been worse than that. It's been the, the winds have been like 45 miles an hour, pretty steady, and just constant rain. But it finally turned overnight, and uh, it's it's sunny out now, so, so all good. So don't, like, you get rain like every day though, right? Like well, every afternoon it'll just rain one, for like Once we get minutes. into this time of year, yeah. But like up until about a week ago, we didn't have rain for two months. But once we get into May and June, those are the rainy seasons, and okay. it does like it's usually like there's just a bunch of little scattered thunderstorms that pop up all over, and it's just kind of hit and miss. Usually, it will rain once a day for like 15 minutes, and that's mm-hmm. it. So it'll wow. say every day in May and June, it'll say like if you look at your iPhone weather prediction thing, it'll have like a thunderstorm on it every single day, but yeah. it really. It happens for like 15 minutes, oh. and then that's it. Like say, I was worried about you, but not worried enough to send the text after I, I looked at the radar. No, you looked fine. No. My dad was it panicked. Looked- he was like, is everything okay down there? Is everything all right? Because he saw, he saw something from like, I don't know, some Twitter thing that's called Raw Alerts, and he got it at oh, uh, God. like 9 p.m., and it was like, oh, Fort Lauderdale is currently underwater. <laughs> we're, we're 30 miles north of Fort Lauderdale. We're fine. Yeah, well, I, I didn't. I never actually looked at the geography of where you lived. I knew you were close to. I knew you were like a suburb of Fort Lauderdale or whatever. I have no idea how to. I'm basically it. right in between Fort Lauderdale and Palm Beach, which is where Mar-a-Lago is. But I don't get no, down to Fort Lauderdale now. Our studio is in Fort Lauderdale, but it's north. I thought it was Fort Lauderdale. interesting that President Trump was at the UFC fights in Miami. And I didn't real again. I didn't realize like how close all those things were. I didn't realize how close you lived to Miami. Yeah, Miami's only an hour. Yeah, I didn't realize I mean, Miami's that. only forty five miles south, and it's all interstate. So if like there's when no, there's no traffic, it's it's forty five minutes to an hour down to Miami. When Trump was president, and they do mm-hmm. those things in Mar-a-Lago, would it like ruin your drive? No, uh, not me, because that's north of me, and I don't really, I don't have to go up there. Um, you but, go south. Yeah, but okay. my we, we we have my wife's best friend lives in a condo 
on the intercoastal waterway that kind of overlooks where Trump lives, Mar-a-Lago. And they always had, anytime she would go up there, she knew something was going on because they would have, you know, there'd be armed guards at like every intersection. There'd be cop yeah. cars everywhere. So yeah, it's, it crazy. can be crazy. Well, I, I sound like the most like quintessential Iowan. I'm just fascinated by this other place. Oh, so what's it like down there in it's Florida? Exotic. <laughs> Are there just oh my God, it rains every day. Running wild in the streets? <laughs> well, I'll tell you, it's beautiful out here. It'd be a good day to go out to the uh, Wellman's rooftop and pub out at west glen today this would be a this would be the day of the year it's like 80 degrees here hassle really sunny but the we're just having the wind you know the iowa wind in the spring where it's just gorgeous out like last night we had softball practice and this poor girl emily um, oh you should name her this poor girl emily uh Rutunovitz. Over at uh, she was twenty four Eagle us. Light Lane. We're trying to we're working on catching right, pitching and catching. Well, just and start the with catch, the basics. The catcher, you know, she squatted down there and she's trying to catch the ball from the pitcher. Well, the the thing was the wind was with the ball, mm-hmm. so Emily tipped me off to this because I didn't I didn't think about this. She's trying to catch and all this dirt's just flying in her eye. Because the wind was, it's like 40 mile per hour gusts out on this field. You made these poor little kids practice in 40 mile an hour wind? Yeah, we're trying to win the championship, Hassel. We're not here, we're not playing for second place. I noticed you got rid of the uh, the hair hat you were wearing the other day. You got your regular hair back. I actually was able to get ready today, yes. That's what you do when you when you don't want to talk about a topic. Like You don't give a shit about my little league team. Which is very important to me. So you Does anybody give a shit life. about your little league team? Oh, I think a lot of people do. Yeah, because I mean, I'm an elite. Coach. I, I'm guessing your own. I think daughter a lot of people out there would want me to coach their daughters. I really believe that. I why, truly believe that. Why would you ever? Like, you're always like, oh, I'm so burnt out. I've got, I've got all. I'm doing so much. Yet you volunteer to be the head coach of your daughter's softball team. It's time with my kid, man can't ever get that back yeah but you're also breaking it up with time with the other kids too like who give who cares about these other kids so my my other kid elise she's in she's in charge of the dugout she's a <laughs> assistant coach she stands there and she's got her little pink iowa state hat on she's, she has a uh, pink eye again no she has a hat a pink hat oh i thought you said a pink eye yeah so our, we're the green team and oh, they do, i wanted us to be that you guys don't have be, like names. It's just uh, well, you I wanted us green. to be the mean green or the green wave because I'm a big Tulane guy, right? Yeah. Uh, they opted for the turtles. Oh, yeah. I was going to say Ninja Turtles. They don't want Ninja. They think that that for some reason the girls think that that's boyish. They just wanted to be the turtles. Well, listen, you got to tell them it's 2023. If they yeah. think Ninja Turtles is boyish, they need to get with it. It's a blast. I love coaching kids, man. I really do. It's it's like the highlight of my week when I get. To well, I'm glad it makes game. you happy. It sounds it's, absolutely miserable to me. So you don't want to take the trip up here and do a have a Matt Van Winkle produced documentary of two guys named Chris coaching the Turtles. I'm coaching my daughter's t ball team this year through Bondurant Little League. I coached yes. her a little uh, tot ball team last year. It's like the first step before t ball. Just yeah. organized chaos. Hassel's such a dick. He's such a selfish dick. Look, I'm just I'm. Uh, most people will lie about it. I'm not going to lie. I, I don't <laughs> want anything to do with these these snot nosed kids. I've got I've got kids in my life that I love. I've got you know nieces and nephews and friends' kids. I'm sure you know when when I meet your kids, Chris and Van Wink, I'll like them too. But oh, by the yeah, we actually have a trip booked down to Del Rey. Uh, we're gonna oh, do come, you? We'll, yeah. We're going to come and stay for when two weeks. When the pool opens? Yep, for two weeks. <laughs> uh, real quick, shout out to our friends at West Glen. I was talking about Wellman's. This really would be a perfect day to go out there. They got all sorts of good stuff out there. The Irish, I, I didn't even know this existed. It's a cigar bar that's got hassle written all over it. It's called I'm a the Shotgun Irish? Betty's guy myself. I go out there and I'm bebopping and scatting all over the dance floor in my cowboy boots. The boot scoot and boogie. Noted That's what introvert. I like to do. Chris Williams out there dancing in front of everybody. 
You are and then, so full for of real. Shit. Have you ever been to the Breakfast Club? If you've come back, they have the one no. downtown. It's really, really good. It's a newer spot out there. So uh, think about our friends out in West Glen uh, when you are looking for something to do this upcoming weekend. We're presented by Fairway Meat and Grocery in the Channel Seed Studios. Let's start with Iowa basketball. They get a transfer pickup. Um, and another another big guy. Hassel, Could this I mean, be any more Iowa than this? I mean, <laughs> feels like the most Iowa pickup ever, doesn't it? It does. It does. And look, Rabracha was a good like. I kind of when when they got Rabracha in the transfer portal, where he's where is he coming from? North Dakota. Never heard of him. Whatever. Last year he was really good. Like he was. He he that I think that fifth year really did wonders for him. And and he was he was a good player and I liked him and I'll miss him. But my God. I mean it's just it's just <laughs> Well this guy okay, so I don't want to butcher his last name. Is it Crikey? I, I'm guessing it's Cricky. Cricky? Okay, Ben yeah. Cricky. He led the Missouri Valley. Yeah. In scoring last year for Valparaiso, they did fire their coach. He's going to so, fit right into Iowa's offensive game plan and defensive game plan because apparently he's not physical and he and he's not a good defender. Yeah, I mean, I, I asked around to some coaches I knew in college basketball yesterday, and they all kind of said what you did, that he's a pretty good fit for what Fran wants, that he really at the Big Ten level – is more of a fit at the four, but they're probably going to have to play him at the five. And and that could be a problem from a physicality standpoint. He's a good shooter, but he doesn't shoot threes well. Um, but, I mean, listen, like I, I don't really know quite what to expect from Iowa basketball yet next year because I just feel like it's too early to be able to piece it together. But I... As far as big men go, big men are really hard to find in the portal. Okay. Like, this is a real thing in college basketball. Guards are everywhere. Big men who are proven at the power five level, with which, which Cricky is not, um, they're the most expensive players to get in college basketball. Like, I, Hunter Dickinson is going for over a million dollars. I guarantee it. Uh, Eddie Lampkin probably went for close to that. He's going to Colorado. Um, so I'm saying, like, realistically for Iowa, this is probably about as good as they could have done for their mm-hmm. fit. But still, like, so I also thought it was interesting. Yesterday, Andy Katz puts out a, like, and these are kind of stupid, in my opinion, because it's just too yeah. early. Like, it's it's stupid. I saw this, too. And he had Iowa 13th in the Big Ten, which, again, like, I, who, like, 20% of players in college basketball are in the transfer portal right now. Like what how many like 5% yeah. of those have homes? It's impossible to know. What are you, what are you thinking right now about this team though with all that they've lost? Like is this well, like is this time for a tear down and rebuild it for Fran McCaffrey, I guess. I would say that even the last couple years since the Garza teams I haven't expected that much from yeah. Iowa basketball and they've done a pretty good job at overachieving. Now, both of those teams this past year with one Murray, the year before with the other Murray, have had first round draft picks on that team. This team is not going to have, I don't think, an NBA draft pick on it. Um I saw one Iowa fan post a projected starting five. Rick Webster on Twitter posted a projected starting five. Ready for this? Okay. Cricky. Okay. Replace, replaces Rabracha. Peyton Sanford. Good. He should have been starting this past season. Yeah, I don't know why he was good, coming good off player. the bench. Big 10 player. Perkins. Great. Big I love Perkins. Player. Yep. He can be a difference maker. But then Patrick McCaffrey and DeSante Bowen. I mean, Bowen's the key to that team if, if it's going to be anything like you've got that starting five I don't think is going to get you to the tournament unless Bowen takes a huge step and unless Perkins decides he's going to consistently be the man you know does it yeah I'm looking at the guards there and Van Wink's got the tweet up from uh Rick Webster who's a huge fan of of me um 
It was that guy hate you or something? I, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. The, only, the only way I know about him is because he's always uh, he's always uh, coming after me on Twitter. But that's fine. He's a huge Iowa fan, Thanks and he said, content, you know, right? I, I was reading the I, I was reading the um, the responses to this, and it was like a lot of oh my god, oh Jesus, oh this team's going to be terrible. And Rick, who I, I know he knows Iowa basketball in and out, he said, well, get behind it because this is probably what it's going to be. So it doesn't sound like there's going to be much more movement. And that's the – like I th- they need one more move here. Like there's got to be something. I, I, I would have loved to have seen them go out and maybe instead of getting this Rebracha replacement or maybe in addition to him, get a guy who can play some defense. Get a big man like a Gabe Olashaney back in the day that can block shots in the paint, that can be physical in there. Uh, Melson Basabi. I mean, he's McCaffrey has had some pretty good defensive players in the paint, but it's been a long time. Like It just seems like he has completely gone away with any kind of defensive approach, and now it's all about, all right, we're just going to have to outscore the opponent. Well, and if we don't, I don't shoot know if 40%. This team do that. No, I... I what? What, outscore, outscore the opponent? Like, well, I mean, what are they going to do then? Because they're not going to well, stop I mean, the opponent. If, if that's your starting five, I mean, they're not scoring what they have been. P- probably not, but... This Cricky's probably your... I mean, so Perkins will lead you in scoring. Perkins in is their best player going into and next year. Sanford, Sanford can be... Look, the, the guy was amazing at times. Yeah. But when he's not... He's also the fourth One of the other guys. Then. Yeah. Huh? He was also the fourth option in many. Right. So he's not being defended. Now on the scouting report, he's going to be one of the guys. There's no more There's no more Murrays. They're gone. So I would have liked to have seen him bring in a an experienced guy who could handle the ball to, you know, help Bowen a little bit. What I mean, what's your confidence in Bowen? Don't the none. That's my point. Like, I mean, we still don't really know the verdict. That I've heard good things about him for whatever for whatever it's worth, but we still don't really know that he can lead a Big Ten team to the NCAA tournament. So go out and get a grad transfer guard, and those are usually yeah, the th- toughest guys you could find. Like, I think they have to do who, more. Yeah, they have to do more this off season if they're going to be on the level of the team they've been in the regular season for the last what five years. They have to do more, and this team isn't going to excite anybody. Like there, there will be a little bit of apathy, I think, going into this season if that if that's the team. Totally agree. I mean, if that's the team, then the cats thing's not that far off. But let's see that. Let's see if the um, portal is a little bit better to them here in the next couple of weeks. You just haven't heard a ton of buzz about them. Iowa State got another guy. We teased it that it was coming on Monday. Jackson Pavletsky from Wofford um, has committed to Iowa State. I really like him. They get three years with them, average 15 points per game last year for Wofford, 40% three-point shooter. I mean, I, I honestly, um, he's not a proven Power 5 guy yet. I think he will be based on the, the other teams that wanted him. I mean, Marquette was in on him. I mean, he was he was being recruited by all good Power 5 programs. Iowa State wins out on that. They've got a kid coming in this weekend, Curtis Jones from Buffalo. He would be a junior, 6'5 guard, and he also averaged 15 points per game last year, originally from the Twin Cities. So there's your Midwest connection. So I actually think that you know, right now the way it's setting up with that recruiting class and what they've done in the portal – I think Iowa State is a fringe top 25 team to start the season. I don't quite think that they deserve to be in there, Hassel. But if, I don't if, think it, that they will because usually there's too many questions. And usually these top 25 teams are guys that bring back a lot from the year before, not exactly Correct. adding in the portal and adding there's just freshmen. Too there's going to be a lot of voters who don't know about these guys. I don't know Correct. what they bring. Yeah, and people got to realize the voters are guys like us. Yes. So it's just it's it's difficult to. I think Chad Lysko is the uh, voter in the state of Iowa now, and like that's the thing. Like when cats and I mean I'm I'm watching like 
our buddy Jeff Goodman and they put out their like way too early stuff now. Like it's it's really kind of pointless to do it these days. I get why they do it. It's content. People want to read mm-hmm. it. But it's so hard with the I don't even know who these teams are gonna have at this point on mm-hmm. April thirteenth. If you think back to last year, Iowa State wasn't done in the portal until like June. Right. Actually, I think it was later than that because they were waiting around on AJ Green, if you remember. So it it's pretty tough to to do that. But it, it's just again, it's interesting to see the different approaches. Fran is very set on I'm going to develop, I'm going to um, you know build from within, and year after year now, Iowa State's leaving three to four spots open in the portal to go out and add to it. Meanwhile, the Iowa women did get an open spot, so we'll see what they do with that. The player from DePaul is kind of floating around out there. Uh, (laughs) Yeah, I saw a tweet last night that there are like 30-some teams after her, which isn't surprising. You're going to have to pay for her. She's probably probably getting 150, 200K. The women's game, those elite women's players are – really up there right now as far as the portal goes. I mean, I've been watching where Alexi Donarski lands. I mean, she's going to she's gonna get some big bucks. I know that. Um, the other thing is, too, I, I thought I'd point it out to our audience. I, I did hear yesterday Caleb Grill, the former Cyclone, sounds like it'll be Missouri or West Virginia for him. So he's going to be Power 5. Oh, wow. West Virginia would be interesting because yeah. playing Iowa State. And and just playing for Bob Huggins in general. Yeah, we is, saw Joe Toussaint leave Iowa for West Virginia, and he was that was a pretty good team last year that he was, he was on. Pretty good, a pretty good job. He killed that. Iowa State that one game when they played. Yeah, him. he was awesome. Wasn't it West Virginia where Caleb Grill kind of got in yeah. a scrap at the their players too? Yeah, that's where it oh, all yeah. kind of fell apart, right? For Caleb Grill yeah. and Iowa that State was in that West, West Virginia game. Iowa State got called for like thirty-one fouls in that game. They were just. <laughs> Trying to fight the Mountaineers, just brutal. Did you uh, real see quick, Williams that picture of the of Fran McCaffrey and the yeah the other? The hell's going on here? Iowa coaches or the other Big Ten coaches? So didn't Brad Underwood tweet this out? Yes, and he said it's like name that boy band or something like that. And I the one of the best I think it was Kluver that was like this has to be an ad for Untucked shirt <laughs> brand. So I, uh, my, I texted Hoiberg, and I was like, "What's, <laughs> what, what's the context here?" And he was laughing about. It. He's like, "Oh, we were all at a coaches versus cancer event in Illinois, and <laughs> went out and took that picture." Uh, my favorite one was from Austin Narber, a buddy of mine, an Iowa State fan, and he goes with a quote: "Ask your doctor if your heart is healthy enough for sex." <laughs> It's so good. <laughs> it's like Fred doesn't fit with those guys, though, does he? No. I mean, he's like Although, calm, cool, collected. Those other guys are they're just... all hotheads. Yeah. Those guys all yell more in one game than Fred does in an entire season. And, of course, Fred's the one guy that's wearing like a different kind of shirt. They're all wearing those, uh, you know, the untuck it shirts. And he's got on, I don't know, some kind of sweater. He's got like the faded jeans on. This was my favorite one from our friend Kevin Fitzpatrick. Fred and the tantrums. <laughs> yes, that's good. Like Fitz play on Fitz tantrums. and the tantrums. Yep. Uh, welcome to the off season, baby. I love it. Before we get to Bridgegate, oh god, I wanted to give a shout out to Reaver Family Farms and the head man over there in Glidden, Will Reaver, courtesy of our friends. At Channel Seed, uh, Will and the Reaver family are longtime Channel Seed supporters. Oh, I thought you were going to say lo- longtime fans of two guys named Chris. Well, that too, I'm sure. I'm sure they're listening right now. Goes all the Iowa way State back fans. to August of last year. Uh, big Iowa State fans, 2015 graduate as well. So uh, one of those old school farms I'm, I'm guessing from the information i have one of the, maybe a century type farm but it is a uh, planting season a lot of guys i know are going to start on monday from the farmer friends and family that i have so thanks to our friends at channel seed and the reaver family farms in glidden for 
being great Channel Seed supporters and hopefully listeners to what we're doing here on Iowa Everywhere. Well, God, I'd hope so. You just gave them a great shout-out. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need a fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. I hope they so, hear it. Iowa's building like a parking garage. What is going on? Doctorman was tweeting about this and then Iowa State fans get all up in his tweets Well, I about- mean, whatever they do... They're just trying to copy the pedestrian bridge, so, right? I've kind of just let this go because I don't really give a shit. But now I, it's, I see all this. Like, what is the deal with this Iowa State bridge? And oh, why? It's, it's beautiful. Why it's are you guys so proud of it? And why are people always look like, at that shit talking about? It. Name a, like how name does a this school always come in up? America that has a better pedestrian bridge. What than is a State? pedestrian bridge to what? Where does it go? It goes from the tailgating lots to the stadium. Which stadium? Jack Trice? Yeah, so, uh, okay, the background on it, and I'll be serious here. Oh, Jesus. It, it, uh, no, like for, for the longest time, like forever until last well, year. Little, when uh, Iowa State fans would Jackie, tailgate and go Jackie to the game, Jackie Spoondog got hit by a car. No. And, uh, his family they had to cross. They had to cross the highway. What highway? And like, well, okay, the main road, whatever, which is University, and that's where all the traffic is in Ames on game day. So <laughs> it was really annoying as a driver because you would go there, and then all these like hundreds of drunk people are trying to cross the damn road uh-huh. while you're trying to get to your parking spot so, so i haven't they, gone i haven't been to jack trice in over 10 years does that lead from where the student lot was or maybe yeah. still is to the stadium yeah. so it actually starts at this new campground that they put in right okay. you've heard about the campground but yeah like all those areas now like you don't have to cross the street to get to the stadium and it just streamlined a lot of stuff so people were nice just really pretty. happy that they didn't have to cross the street anymore, that you could use it's, this bridge. It's more like, honestly, it's more aesthetically pleasing. They've done a lot of work around. You would actually be shocked when you drove in there just because the stadium's pulled in now. They've got that bridge. They've got It just looks totally different. Look at that. Yeah, Is that not the most beautiful I, pedestrian I, bridge you've ever seen? It looks, it looks fine. Um. Grant says that, you know what? I'm going to walk the bridge for the first time today. You guys inspired me. <laughs> Glad, Grant. It's a beautiful day to go walk the pedestrian bridge. So why does Iowa feel like they got to copy Iowa State, Hassel? I don't even know. I thought, <laughs> like, Doctorman tweeted that they're going to build a parking garage. I thought right? that's, a, that's all you guys had at Iowa City, or parking garages. Not enough. Jesus. Like, them in the hospital? Like, every time I got to take candy yeah. there, it's like... There's like six parking garages, and I never know which one to park in and where it leads to in the hospital, and it's a disaster. English brings up a good point in the comments. Iowa needs to build a very, very special pedestrian bridge over that river. Maybe a heated pedestrian bridge over the river so that fans will come see the men's basketball team when it's below 50 degrees out. Because I'm guessing there's already a pedestrian bridge over that river but it's probably not heated enough for the fans to make that trek but doctorman's just been getting blown up somebody was like you've had more comments on this post about a parking garage than you have about any story you've ever written and he's like (sighs) iowans man sadly you're right 
Iowans love their, I don't even know how to describe it. We love our infrastructure. I mean, I guess that's cool. Does Iowa need that? Like, because, I mean. I think they I need more avoid. parking. Yeah, you need more well, parking around the stadium. It's a disaster. See, like, so when I go to Vikings games, and this isn't a perfect example, I always avoid the parking garages because they're so hard to get out of. Oh, yeah. Oh, God, it's a nightmare. And that's where the media, I don't know where it is now, but when I was covering Iowa football, when I was working in Des Moines, the media parking was in that parking garage right by the stadium at Kinnick. Kind of, it was right behind where they built the new end zone. And it was up near the top. So if you were trying to get out after the game, it took forever to wind down those four or five floors and to get out of there. So you're better off, really. If you're going to a game in Iowa City and you're driving, you're better off. When my dad and I used to go when, when I was a kid, he would he would park like a mile and a half away from the stadium. And we'd walk I, in. I used to like to park way down by Carver. We parked way out past Finkbine, out almost to the interstate. Yeah. And then we'd walk in. Well, you know what? The one thing when they used to do it, I don't know if they still do, you could take that like trolley thing or that bus or whatever it was. That's what my aunt and uncle used to do. They would park downtown and then jump on that thing, and then they didn't have to screw with all the crowds. Mm hmm. Yeah. I I don't. I I just, I'm tired of seeing this talk about the Iowa State pedestrian bridge in. Can we just be done with it? No, it's not going to be because we have to have something to hang our hat on. And our bridge is the best goddamn bridge in America. I always give get into it with uh, Texas Tech has a pedestrian bridge. Can you pull up the Texas Tech pedestrian bridge? I, know, I always see that Matt. you guys getting into it with the gambling gauchos. Compare the Iowa State pedestrian bridge to the only other pedestrian bridge that I know. Williams, I'm Texas sure that Tech there's pedestrian bridges... It, like every stadium in America. Well, maybe but they no should have more pride in their bridge. Look at that piece of shit. Look at the <laughs> look at that thing compared to the Iowa State pedestrian bridge. Raggedy, ugly. That 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 looks like the bridge, the pedestrian bridge that probably goes over the river in Iowa City. <laughs> not only not only is it heated, it's got Wi-Fi. You know, we are making this. Please come to the games. <laughs> it's got free pizza. You like just step on it and a piece of and a pie pops up for you. Please come to the games. <laughs> Meanwhile, the women's games are just, you know, $200. Oh, oh just you think they'll in. cross the river for the women's games this year? <laughs> well, you know, it's a Tuesday night and it's, you know, kids got school tomorrow. <laughs> Yeah, it's 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 going to be really funny to see how they're going to still fill, no matter what day it is, no matter what time the game's at. I think Iowa fans will find a way to those women's games this year. Let's do um good shout out to our friends at Fairway Meat and Grocery. Get y'all some meat for the weekend. Maddie Van Winks brought over some nice Fairway ribs last weekend. Maddie smoked Delish. the ribs. And- Brought them over to my house. How great is that? I didn't even have to do anything. Keep rubbing Three it in. Three full racks rubbing of ribs. It in. Oh, it was delicious. Have you guys had any pork sphincter lately? Didn't find that. I got a loin. I picked up a loin the other day at Fairway. Sitting in the refrigerator right now for me to throw on the old smoker. Oh, yeah? That'll be happening here in the next couple days. Hey, real quick. Is your dad going to see you or something? Yeah, I don't know what his problem is. Yes, he is. He's in Atlanta. He's, and he's starving for, for your attention in the comments. Pass number for Delta. He doesn't even know what he's talking about. It doesn't even work that way. He, you know, don't give it to him because he's going to go in there and he's going to get herpes all over his neck. <laughs> One time, my dad was the worst person to take with to Iowa sporting events because he would, you know how, like, you could take an extra pass and you can bring somebody along with you on the sideline or whatever. So he would do that and he would act like a fucking fan on the sideline. <laughs> it's the worst. And he, one time, it was the Iowa-Indiana game in 2009 when Iowa was making a big comeback. They were undefeated. 
and I, I'm like on my knees trying to shoot it, trying to shoot the game. And remember Tyler Sash, that crazy interception that he had yeah, and ran yeah, it back for yeah. a touchdown as part of the comeback. Well, he like jumped up as soon as the interception happened, knocked me over into some other guy, knocked him over. And my dad's like jumping up and down on top of us. Meanwhile, we missed the play. And this guy's like, get the hell. What are you doing down here? Get this guy the hell out of here. Is this just a fan? And my dad's like yelling back at him. I'm just cheering on my team. Like, why are you you're part of the media down here? Don't you understand? You can't do that. And he did it another time. We were at a Drake game when Drake went through their great magical season, Drake basketball, like 07, 08. You know Chris Gannon, the photographer? He was at the photographer for the register for a while. I don't know him. I don't know what he, he does now. He works at Iowa State now with me. Oh, does he? Okay. Mm-hmm. So he he does the same thing at a Drake game, bumps into Chris Gannon, who's got this like long lens. Gannon falls over. The lens <laughs> hits the floor, shatters all over the place. And Gannon's like, what the hell are you doing? And my dad's like, what? What? I'm just watching the game. I'm cheering on the Bulldogs. <laughs> He's like, Wait, you're down here. We're on the baseline shooting the game. You can't be jumping up and down going crazy. And he like, gets into a fight. It was so embarrassing. I have one moment like that with my dad. I took him down to the garage at a NASCAR race. <laughs> and he was just walking around fully erect the whole time and it was really awkward <laughs> knocking over knocking over <laughs> cans with his fully erect penis don says i'm a fan what can i say yeah i know it's it is it's my fault i should have never let him on the field well it is a different thing like if you've never ex- people are always to me like oh you got the best seat in the house up in the no, press box not. well not God. really i mean it's really sterile the press box is way too i i hate Press boxes oh, like awful, like Just Jack horrible. Trice, and a lot of them are like this, where you're sitting in a like a bubble. There's no, you can't even barely get a feel of what the atmosphere is no, like because the they, windows they, don't open. They close the windows, yeah, because they don't want the noise in there. Because people are trying to work, like they're doing the stats, they're doing all that stuff. It's miserable. You, you don't get I hate the. It. Feel. I hate it. I hate that. Because it, it does not even feel like you're at the game. And it's not like you've got the broadcast. Like, if you're watching it at home, you get the feel because you've got the broadcast on. You hear the announcers. You can hear the crowd through the audio. This, it's just like you hear someone come on. And a 17-yard touchdown pass from uh, yeah. Jerome Take the Holloway happens. To, uh, touchdown, Iowa. To Josh Lenz. That's old school. Where'd you pull those names out, man? I don't know. I was, uh, I was, I was thinking of that old MC22 skit I did with Jerome Tiller. You couldn't even see him. He was so blurry. <laughs> this is BJ Shaman with MC22. Maybe good MC22 idea here will go Cole. after the Pac-12. Really good idea here from Cole. Yeah. Iowa should just move its arena across the river if it's that big mm, of an issue. That's, that's thinking next level. Well done, sir. Bring the arena to the fans. Yeah. Instead of the fans having to, like the Oregon Trail, take their oxen and their kids across the river. In all fairness, though, it's not just Iowa. Like, I saw it this year with Iowa. Iowa State was a good team, you know, like Iowa. Like, these were good teams. And Iowa State's fans are clear, like, students are clearly better than Iowa. But, he, like, there were even games at the end where I couldn't believe, like, that the top well, level wasn't full. And it's like... Yeah, it, they, but Iowa State kind of fell apart there at the end of the season. Iowa yeah. State had... But it was still, one of those... They had that great run where they had, like, top 10 teams coming in, like, four straight games. And they yeah. won all those. And like then it's teams like... they hate, too. Oh, Oklahoma State is in. We're struggling. You, you kind of... I, I ex- kind of expected that. It's tough to get back up for... An unranked team at the bottom of the conference. This would be my pitch to the fans, though, especially Iowa State, not Iowa, because I think Iowa kind of identifies as a football school or wrestling, whatever. (laughs) Um, Women's basketball school. Iowa State, like, I think, like, if, you know, Campbell's kind of changed it a little bit. But, like, Hilton's got, like, this this aura around it, right? Like, if you want to be one of those schools, like, Kansas, if they're playing – Pacific, 
in early November, their students are lined up for three hours. You know, there's always an event at Allen Fieldhouse, no matter who they're playing. Now, Iowa State doesn't have all the national championship banners that Kansas does. I recognize that. But my my whole point to it is it's like, well, if you want to be in that category, you're not. Like, you can't just take Big 12 games off like we're talking about. Mm -hmm. Whatever. But do they? I don't think they look at it that way. We do. Yeah, it'd be great. But you got to understand these are students. A lot of them are students from other states. They come in. I just don't think they care as much. Well, like there's a real aspect of this too. Like in the Johnny Orr era, there wasn't as much stuff to do. You just didn't have, you know, you didn't have the internet. You're just literally sitting around your dorm. What's on cable right now? They didn't have computers. They didn't have anything. And now, like these students all across the country, I mean, it's just like, yeah. It's just life is just better. You have more crap you can be doing. I don't know. Like not everybody's a nut like we were growing up where sports were all we cared about. I never missed an Iowa State basketball game my freshman year. It didn't matter who they were playing. I went to every game. I missed out on the college experience. I was too busy working all the time. And that brings me to, I have a question. There was bringing us into the McDonald's thing. Yeah. What uh, Van Winkle pull up the tweet. Somebody tweeted a sign from a McDonald's somewhere in Iowa and is all fired up about it. This burn identity tweets, Chick-fil-A is not alone in exploiting children for cheap labor in Iowa. Yes, that's a real sign at McDonald's advertising to hire 14 and 15 year olds. Do 14 and 15 year olds not work anymore? Is that not a thing? Boy, where I come from, they do. Yeah, everybody. I mean, I would say everybody that I knew started working at age 14. Usually it was in the summer. Like I started working for my dad on the golf course in the summertime. I just paid my daughter to go and pick up Dirks' shit in the backyard the other day. (laughs) Cameron. But seriously, like in high school. Go out and pick up all the turds. They're going to detassel corn for $20 an hour probably. What? Well, that's what I'm saying, Matt. Like where I come from, like it's part of your life. And that's that's maybe a little bit different because that's it. That's not like I guess it could be, but that's not like corporate. Yeah, you know, no, that's I not McDonald's. But when when I was in school, everybody that worked at McDonald's, other than the manager, was in high school. Some of them were freshmen. Do kids really not work anymore in high school? It, like one that? thing that's fascinated me about living in central Iowa compared to rural Iowa Mm -hmm. is a lot of my friends who have kids who turn 16. When I was, when I turned 16, I was at the courthouse eight o'clock in the morning, getting my damn license. Yeah. A lot of these kids now like don't even care about getting their license. What? It's weird. That's all anybody cared about. Yeah, no, it's really not. The first thing you cared about when you were 14 you were able to get a, a learner's permit. Yeah. You could drive by yourself to, l- let's just say I'm on the golf team and I have golf yeah, school practice after school. Yeah. yeah. I'm 14. I can drive to school by myself. I can drive to the golf course by myself. Bring one of my teammates along. That I, I had a friend that did that. 14 years old, driving his little bug Volkswagen Do you remember bug. it was like taboo when, oh man, like Jim, he's always going off of his learner's permit route. <laughs> my, I remember my parents would be like, oh man, no, no, you're, you're not going to be like that. There's a lot mm-hmm. of people talking about Jimmy, you know, and he's, he's taking advantage of that school permit. And so then people are driving to school at 14, 15, they're driving to their jobs and then as soon as they turn 16, yes, that day, you get your license. I think that they absolutely should be working at that age. The The, the thing that you kind of realize, too, is you need to be like told no by somebody other than your parents, too, right? Or you need to have a boss before you get to call. Like, just yeah. that experience. Like, it's very... I, I worked at a clothing store in Clorinda. 
and I wasn't worth a shit for anything that they wanted, so they would always have me in the back. I'm like cleaning the storage room. Oh, Chris, we need you to hang up the Christmas lights. I turned uh-huh. into their like utility man, but I was, it was uh, a great experience for me. I was on. I was working for my dad on the golf course in the summertime, and then I got when I was 15. I wanted to work during the school year and make some money, so I got on at uh, at the country club, the same golf course, as a busboy with the hope that when I turned 16, you had to be 16 to become a server. Mm. And that's where you could make the real money. Yeah. You sound like Ashley Jones. So I started, I was a bus boy and I'm working for my dad's like best friend who is the general manager. And I'm just a horrible worker. I mean, I'm just terrible. Like I, I, I didn't really know what I was doing. And (laughs) I got into it once with uh, one of the, well, she was a schoolmate of mine and I didn't really like her in school and I called her a bad name. (laughs) And so my dad's best friend came in and he heard about it. The general manager, he's like, who the hell do you think you are? You're not going to call one of my employees a bitch. (laughs) And I was like, well, she was, she was being a bitch. She was. She was bossing me around because she was 16 and she was like a server. <laughs> and so she was bossing me around because I was only 15 and I was a little, a little bus boy. And so then that later on that week, it's a Friday. Muscatine has a big basketball game in Davenport. And I'm like a super fan of the team, me and, and my little friend pod, because all of our friends are on the team and they're really good. They won the conference that year. And I get my friend who's two years older than me to call up that guy, my dad's best friend, who's the general manager. And say, just tell him, tell him you're my uncle and I need to watch your kids so I can't come into work, so I can go up to the basketball game. And so he does it. And this is, this kid's probably, I was 15, this kid's probably 17. Hey, uh, this is uh, Chris's uncle, Mike. He's not going to be able to come into work tonight because I need him to watch my kids. And Wes was the guy's name. The general manager was like, "Uh uh-huh. Yeah. All right. And so my friend calls me back and I was like, how did it go? And he's like, "Uh, I think he's on to me. And then I get a call from my dad and my dad's like, Christopher, what the hell is this about you having to watch your uncle's kid? Your uncle lives in New Mexico. Your uncle Mike lives in New Mexico. And I was like, uh, I don't, I just, I want to go to the game tonight. And he's like, why you can't do that? And so I, and then he like brings the phone into Wes, the general manager. And Wes was like, Christopher, you're fired. Goodbye. Oh man. (laughs) And I was like, what? Oh, oh yeah. Well, I quit. I quit. And so I'm thinking, great. I'm fired. I quit. I get to go to the game. No. Christopher, you are not going to that game. Oh, you are grounded. grounded. Oh, yeah. Didn't work out. Didn't work out. But you know what? Life lessons, right? Yeah. Taught you a Life lessons at 15. It reminds don't me call, that. Don't call your coworker a bitch. And it, it reminds me of that Seinfeld episode when the bus boy starts the fire. Oh, right? yeah. Uh-huh. Starts the fire and then Jerry gets him fired. And then Kramer and Jerry go over. They find Kramer and George. Oh yeah, George gets him fired. Yeah, you're right. And then they show up at his like apartment, and then they lose his cat. Mm-hmm. And George is walking around going, "Psst, psst, here, kitty." <laughs> uh, my best work story would be so in the summers, my freshman and sophomore year, I went back. To Clorinda, and I was I worked for the Parks and Rec Department. So like one year I ran the Little League program, and then the next year I got uh, up. They gave me a raise, and I was in charge of mowing all the like city parks and keeping all the city parks clean. Oh, you see, you were growing up in your dad's footstep. Your dad got to mow the murder house, the axe murder house. Did you know that I actually Williams Lawn Service? Like I started it. Oh yeah, 
And then dad stole the business out from under me. So we kind of grew up the same way. I mean, my dad yeah. mowing the golf course. That's what oh, I yeah. did out there Our on the golf course. Our dads would be good buddies, I'm telling you. They get they get past the Cyhawk thing. I think they'd be really good buddies. I don't know. So you, you've never seen, you would never think less of humanity than when you had the job that I had the summer of my sophomore year of college. Do you know how many people at these, like, city park, like, shelter houses and, uh, like, the bathrooms, they'll just squat and take it. I'm not kidding. They'll just squat and shit on the picnic table. What? Yeah. Who, homeless people? I don't know. But, like, when you go and Wait, clean those, like, would... shelter houses and stuff, there's shit and piss everywhere. What do you mean shelter houses? Like, where... A shelter house is where the, it's like a covered area with a bunch of picnic tables under it. Like these city yeah. parks have them all over the place. If you go out to like Sailorville, so, there's so in, somebody really has disgusting. to go. And instead of just it's a park, instead of just yes. going in the tall grass, yeah, there's a bathroom with a toilet right over there. Like, you know what? I'm gonna climb up here on this picnic table and I'm just gonna take a dill. Like, I was relieved. Me and my buddy Wags did this together. It was a great day because the first thing you do is you go and you empty out all the trash. You, you We have, like, one of those little, like, John Deere gators, and you're driving How around. disgusting was that? Because I had to do that, too. That was yeah. one of the jobs that I had at the golf course. Oh, I had to go around to all know. the tee boxes. And so when the you smell, the <sighs> golf, golf trash cans were beer Chew. and dog shit. Oh, dog beer shit? and dog Because people would walk their dogs on the golf course, and then they'd, they would, like at night, and then they would oh, throw the dog yeah. shit in there. So, so that was the smell. If we're there a day and somebody had not shit on the floor or on a picnic table, it was a good day, a good start to the day. It was disgusting. Are you like, sure it wasn't like an animal? They just piss in the corner like of the shelter house. Up on and then we'd have to get out the hose. And it just, the smell of urine. Oh. You just really lose a lot of faith in humanity when you have a job like that. But you know what? Life lessons. That's what you need. You need to lose faith in humanity as a kid. Because as a kid, you think everything's great. You think you're going to yeah. be taken care of. It's fine. Oh, I'm coddled. Oh, look at me. Oh, just protect me in my cocoon. No. Go no. out there. Get a job. Pick up that shit. Learn what you're good at, what you're not good at. Interact with different people. A lot it of it's also, miserable, but you learn a it lot. It also taught me to always bring a tablecloth. Bring a tablecloth. Yeah, if you're gonna go have a picnic at a park, oh. like a city park or a state park, oh, always bring a tablecloth. By because the way, that table has probably been shit on. <laughs> Is there? I don't. I find few things more depressing than the thought of like a family get together at a park on a Sunday where it's a potluck. That just sounds awful. It's like a hundred degrees. There's bugs everywhere. I had to do that sometimes mm. as a kid. I, my mom would take me to my stepdad's family's little potlucks, and the food was terrible. It was like jello. It was like green jello with bananas in it, and just a bunch of horrible food. Like they weren't out there with fairway meat using the grills. They weren't. No. This was all casseroles. Uh, and you're at this this just gross park. You're getting bit up by bugs. There's snot-nosed kids everywhere. It's horrible. I hate eating outside in general. I'll I always do too. prefer yeah, to I do eat too. inside. Yeah, I, I'll only do it if it's like a restaurant and it's really, really nice outside at night. That's the only time I'll do it. <laughs> Eric is watching on YouTube. He says, potlucks suck. Hey, I'm having a party, but bring your yeah. own food. Bring your own shitty food. And this, like, I, it, that kind of disgusts me. The thought of eating this random assortment of foods from all these, all these people. Do you ever think? I don't know what their kitchens look like. 
Do you ever think about how disgusting shoes are? Yeah, well, so like I don't, another I don't, example. We don't wear shoes in the house. Another example is like so the bathrooms at these city parks. The amount of times I would oh, walk God. in there and there would be a turd on the floor right next to the toilet. <laughs> and like one we're just time, walking around on this all the time. Well, one time at uh, WHO 13, I, I walked into the bathroom one day and it really, it smelled, it smelled like somebody took a dump on the floor. And so me and me and Andy Andy Fails were like looking around like what like there's nothing we can't find anything the smell is just it's it's just outrageous it's outrageous (laughs) somebody I guess took a shit on the floor used paper towels picked it up (laughs) and placed it right on top of the trash can. So was it's it just Keith? sitting there on top of the trash can as soon as you walk in. Was it Murphy? <laughs> uh, it looked too big to be Keith's. Was it, had to been somebody, the, uh, it had to be somebody at least 300 pounds. Who's that Who's that guy? Uh, the Borg? Was it Borg? Oh, the Ice Borg? Yeah, the Ice Borg. Nah, I don't, think, I don't think he would do admire. something like that. I don't, there, there was somebody that they called the Bathroom Bomber. And he would clog up the toilet like at least a couple times a week at Channel 13. At least. And this poor janitor guy who took care of the building, he was like, he's not a janitor. He was like, he had a, his title was much better than that. But he had to do stuff like that. <laughs> he would always have to go in and unclog the toilet. And. One time Andy saw him in there unclogging the toilet and he said this guy was ready this like ready to kill people. Like he's he's like, if I find out who the fuck is doing this, I am gonna kill their whole family. Cause this poor guy had to snake out this clogged toilet several times a week by himself. Well, this is definitely the most disgusting episode we've ever had. <laughs> yeah, Radies well, I'm afraid I'm afraid we're going to have more of this now that we're in the the, the true off season. <laughs> Thanks to our friends at Fairway. <laughs> Here's the great thing about our advertisers: they know what they're getting into. Yeah, I hope so. <sighs> well, we better wrap this up. Have you ever gone into a public restroom? I've 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 had this at hotels before, and there's just like the toilet's okay, but there are just pubic hairs all over the seat. <laughs> just like some of them are like matted down with. I've told with you about my particles. thing with hair, even like at a pool, or if I'm like taking a let's say you're at a friend's house. You're staying somewhere and there's like a any sort of hair. It doesn't matter if it comes from your head. Hair is my kryptonite. How do you have a dog then? Because the dog hair. That dog hair doesn't bother me. Dog hair doesn't bother me. Human hair. Even like I I can't even walk around a pool comfortably. I have to wear flip flops. I I don't know what the show used to be on MTV, but this was probably 15 years ago. And it was like it would focus on these people that have these insane they're not ticks, but just insane, like like weird things that people do. And there was this one girl that this episode was focused on, and she was obsessed with pulling out her own hair, and you know that little follicle on the end of the hair, yeah, that, that's yeah. in the. She was obsessed with eating those things, <laughs> so she would pull out her own hair. What a psycho! Yes. And she's like, I, I just have to have it. I just have. <laughs> is there like? Is that she a had thing? like patches. Like her hair was in. Like she was loose. <laughs> she pulled I'm out so sure much that of her girl hair needs was help. in patches. I'm oh yeah, sure she, she needed help. help, all right. And I don't know what those little things were called, but they'd show her like there'd be a camera in the bathroom, and she'd be like on the floor pulling out her hair. <laughs> God. 
probably the same person taking craps on picnic tables out in Clorinda. Multiple times a week. And here I am making like $8 an hour to pick up human shit with my hands that have a glove on. See, these are the stories that you need to tell your, your little softball team. Like, look, if you think you've got it bad here, fielding grounders, this is what it's going to be like in 10 years for you. Yeah, no kidding. Uh, real quick, Simon says, I'm looking sharp today. I comb my hair. Thank you, Simon. Uh, reminder that this hair is gone. No. After this episode, I will be bald for the foreseeable future, raising money for St. Baldrick's Foundation. I think like 98% of their proceeds go to fighting pediatric cancer. Where can, where can we see? How do we donate? I will put out another tweet. Um, Matt put out a tweet earlier in the week. If you go to the Iowa Everywhere Twitter feed, I will put out a couple here in the next couple of days. So if you guys want to donate, every little bit helps. And just real quick, I'm going to give my spiel in 30 seconds. Adult cancer is different than pediatric cancer. The research is different. The treatment is different. And it's something like 90% of all cancer uh, research goes to adults. Uh, so this, what I do this for is 100% for children's cancer research. So every little bit helps. Matt's posting the uh, feed right there. Thank you all for considering it. Thank you, Chris. It's good to laugh today. Matty Van Winks, the best producer you can find. Thanks to our friends at Fairway Meat and Grocery. We are signing off today from the Channel Seed Studios here on Iowa Everywhere. Iowa Everywhere.